Hey, everybody. Welcome to On the Record. My name is Wyatt Merrill, and I'm joined today by Preston Chitty. Hello. And Andrew William. Heyo. So on this podcast today, we will be going over the Beatles' iconic album, Abbey Road. Basically, what we're going to do is we're going to say what are our favorite songs, the most skippable song, if this, if this album came out today, what song would be on the radio, things like that. So we're just going to go through it question by question and see what everybody said. So the first category is Steezy Jam. So Andrew, what did you say was your favorite song on this album? It's got to be something. Something. And what's your what's your defense of something? Why do you like that song? I think it's it's like the most complete song on the whole record. Good lyrics. I think it's I think it's George's best song ever. Wow. I do. I think it's better than Here Comes the Sun. Uh it's it's got like a a weird Ray Charles kind of vibe. Yeah, I don't know. I just think it's the best. It's the one that I listen to the most, that's for sure. No, that's fair. I also said it was my favorite song, and I, I do agree. Maybe it's not George's best song ever, but it's also one of my favorites. And one of my favorite parts about this song, which is actually just like a classic Wyatt answer, is Paul McCartney's harmonies. Yeah. When they, I don't know, I don't know. Like, his harmonies hit, like, so powerfully on this right. song. And that's and especially when you listen to Concert for George, the live concert after George Harrison passed away, you know, like, Paul McCartney and Eric Clapton and lots of other stars played his songs. Like, that's actually one of my favorite versions of that song. And it's really sad because George Harrison isn't in it. I'm with you. So, Preston, you have something different for me and Andrew. What would you say is your favorite song on this album? I did go different. I got to say, Come Together is honestly my favorite. Oh, Darling was a really close second, though. But I think Come Together just topped it. It's the It's the title track. It's just... They started out strong, and it they re- reeled me in real good. That's fair. That's a good. It is a really you know powerful song. I think of Beatles songs that are on the radio, like the most today, like on ninety four one or one zero three five. I think "Come Together" is one of the most popular Beatles songs that gets played. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it definitely is. And I mean, I it straight from the beginning, it just kind of it pulls you in. I I I love this song. But yep. like good I said, bass, good baseline to start. Yeah, right. but like I said, like Oh Darling was a really close second one though. I'm a, I'm a sucker for a ballad like that though. <laughs> we'll talk about that one a little bit later. That's a good yeah. song. Yeah, yeah, that'll that'll come up for sure. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to what is the most skippable song, Preston? You tell us what was your most skippable song. Oh God, for me it's Sun King. I I couldn't. I couldn't <laughs> anymore. I I I do not like that song. I don't know what it is like. It's funny because when I was listening to the album, I was going through, and uh, we'll get more to this later about, about like listening to it on the vinyl. But when I was listening on the on side two, it was going through, and I'm like, man, this is actually like it's it's flowing really well. It's got a really good groove to it, you know. And then Sun King comes up, and I'm just like, wow, <laughs> this is this is really harsh in my mellow here. So, yeah, it's kind of a stinker on a gem. It's it like it is. It is. It soils that side too, for sure. The B side. It it just soils it, in my opinion. All right. Soils it. That's harsh. I don't Uh, think it goes far to say it soils it, but it is a. a, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of the Sun King, to be honest. I just what? It's not me. What about it? Don't you like? I don't know. It's just it doesn't fall in line with the tone of the album, in my opinion. Yeah, that's true. The big thing about Abbey Road was that. 
you know, they've got all the different, you know, members of the band writing their own songs. It was all like kind of a mashup. I felt like they were all kind of trying to do their own thing with all their each own individual songs. And I feel like it was just it doesn't line up with the tone of this album, really. One thing that I don't appreciate about Sun King, which I also said was my most skippable song, was kind of like the nonsense in like Italian and like other languages, like towards the end, you know, it's like paparazzi, obrigado, da da da. It's like nonsense. And, yeah, you know, it is just I, gibberish. In this in this book I have called "The Hard Days Right," um, it's you know about Beatles songs. I think Andrew has it as well. You know, the they talked mm-hmm. about how John just put in like you know, language that, like, tourists pick up, like, when they're visiting foreign countries. So, mm-hmm. and that song, I just feel like it doesn't have very much depth to it, and it doesn't really, like, hook me either. It's not like, oh, well, the lyrics are lame, but at least it has, like, a cool guitar part. It's like, no, it just doesn't really have anything going on for it, in my opinion. Yeah, like, I couldn't agree more. All right, so now that we've uh, been bashing on Sun King a little bit, what'd you say? <laughs> so, I, I have to preface this... Um... This is like, I think this album, especially if I decide to listen to it as an album, I'm not going to skip any songs. There are some albums where I will, where there is like a real song that just ruins the whole thing. This is like, if if I'm shuffling my music and this song comes up, I'm going to skip it nine times out of ten. Octopus's Garden. Oh, see, I love it. I love it. I I'm love sorry, it. Ringo. <laughs> I, it's not it's not for me uh, I, I mean it's it's like it's a good song in context of the album and mm-hmm. honestly it's it's a lot better i think than you know a lot of music but it's it's just on this album my most skippable does the guitar part not redeem it i think the guitar tracks alone make it an awesome song yeah i know you, you told me about that the other day and i did listen to it it is pretty cool but i think it's so hidden behind ringo's awesome singing that it's you can't really hear it anyway so fair maybe if it was more prominent i'd like it more but nope so Ah. you like octopus's garden more than i mean less than maxwell silver hammer yeah okay well that's sad okay because at at least at least that one at least that one tells a story though yeah about a serial killer i know but it's still a story (laughs) all right dude i I read I, a quick, a quick side note. I read today. I was doing, you know, my research on this album. That when they were writing Octopus's Garden, when Ringo was writing Octopus's Garden, he was on a yacht out in like the Mediterranean, and the mm-hmm. captain was just telling him how octopus, octopuses, gather octopi. stone, octopi. Sure, they uh, <laughs> gather stones and like and whatnot, shiny stuff at the bottom of the sea, and they like, build their garden, and Ringo's like, oh, I'm gonna make a song about that, and lo and behold, here we are. Huh, that's interesting. Yeah. So. That is really cool. Oh, I was telling Andrew this the other day when we were talking a little bit about, you know, making the podcast that in the film, Let It Be, mm-hmm. um, you can see Ringo and George actually, like, working on the song together, and I thought that was, like, really cool. And this, you know, like I said earlier, this song does have a really cool guitar part. And I wonder if that's because since it's not a John Paul song, that George was able to be a little bit more creative while helping Ringo write this song. Yeah. Anyways, if you watch the Let It Be film, like check that out. And it's kind of interesting to watch them like work together to uh, to write that song. That's cool. That's cool. All right. Should we move on to the next topic? 
I, I, I think we've bashed, you know, the skippable songs enough. Okay. <laughs> okay, so today's radio hit slash chart topper. So this is, if this album came out today in 2020, what would be the song that we're hearing on the radio? So, Andrew, what did you say? I said, Here Comes the Sun. Okay. I think I think it's the most catchy song, probably, on the whole record. It's It's got some elements that are kind of timeless and that are pretty popular right now like just some acoustic guitar right like mm -hmm. that's that's all the rage right now so yeah a nice like poppy song with a good message that's also very catchy i think would be would be the the one for sure so i also said here comes the sun why guy what'd you say just like for data purposes so, what'd you think? so i said it depends so mm -hmm. I think if it were like an artist like Ed Sheeran, I think Here Comes the Sun would be like a really popular song. But I was thinking if it were a band like Imagine Dragons, they would do something like Come Together. Like I could see Imagine Dragons releasing a song similar to Come Together and that being on like X96, like a ton. Hmm. So that's that's what I think it depends on who the artist is that's releasing the song. But if it were the Beatles... I guess I guess that's kind of the whole point of it. If, if this band made this album today, I was kind of yeah. thinking if modern band wrote this song. But if this song came out today, I think I think either one of those could could be on the radio. Like here comes the sun on like the pop stations, and here and come together maybe like on a little you know more of a rock station. For for sure, I could right. totally see that. And it's Definitely. it's funny that you say that because I would say that those two songs are by far the most popular on this album and most well known yeah. for sure. This is kind of like an unrelated question, but this isn't on the dock or anything. But like, have you guys heard of any covers of either of those songs? Like, have any bands that you've ever heard of done any covers of those songs? I know Aerosmith covers come together. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. True. Yeah, that I was think a really I good could, one. I could be wrong about this, but I'm pretty sure something is one of the most covered songs of all time. Is it? Yeah. Ooh. Oh, I'm gonna have to take to the Google to yeah to check yeah, that I just out. Hopped on. I just hopped on right now. Well, the Beatles alone are one of the most are naturally one of the most famous right. bands of all time. But I don't for know, yeah. for sure. Hmm. Well, while we take to the Googs and look that up, let's let's we go get to another question. One? Yeah. All right. So the next question is the most hidden gem or the most underrated song on this album. So I'll go first. I actually said that Polythene Pam slash she came in through the bathroom window because like in my mind, even though those are two separate songs, they feel like one. And I think those are really underrated songs. I think they're really catchy. I think the guitar is really fun. Um, yeah, so th those are my two. And I really appreciate the lyrics like in both those songs. I think they're kind of these quirky, funny stories that sound, you know, musically, they sound really good. I was going to say, I also said uh, she came in through the bathroom window. It's one of my favorites. It's also got a, a little funny story. Got a really good story um, behind it. Got some really good harmonies. Of course, with the Beatles, we love the harmonies. <laughs> and I like the guitar, just like little guitar riffs thrown in there every once in a while. Yep, good song. Yeah. So what's the story behind uh, it? Go for it, Preston. I know just like the, the gist of it. I don't know the specific story. So apparently when they were recording, um, it was like these, I don't even know who they, just these girls that hung outside um, 
actually it may have been their house it may have been a recording studio though i can't remember on this one but uh these girls that were just like fangirls and everything that hung outside one just climbed in to their house to paul mccartney's house through the bathroom window <laughs> and she let in some other girls they stole photos clothes and like paraphernalia and whatnot and paul ended mm-hmm. up writing a song about it wow. did she oh that's right what's the reference to the I... spoon the reference to I, the spoon? I don't yeah, she came in through the bathroom window. Is it protected by a silver spoon? Is that what it says? Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it does. I don't know that reference. I don't know what, it, what he's referring to. Self-defense. Yeah, I don't know that either. But I do, I do remember now um, there was, like, some some photo or something that they stole from wherever they broke into uh-huh. that Paul really wanted. So years and years and years, he, he got it back somehow from them. Oh, oh really? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I don't that know if I really can cool. give it back. Yeah, that was yeah, seriously. Pretty hard. Like, but uh, when, this is mine. Sorry, Paul. When Paul McCartney asked for one of his possessions back, so I think that'd be kind of hard to turn down. It's like, I, I'll trade it for your less Paul. Give him the stars. keys to my car <laughs> if he asked for it. So, Preston, so I can see on our Google form that you have a different underrated song. Would you tell the listeners what you put? I did. I put Oh Darling, but I mean, now that I think about it, it's really, it's not underrated is oh darling really does get a lot of not it gets a lot of attention really like it's it's well known it's probably one of the more well-known songs on this album but it doesn't have like the notoriety as i like, come together here comes the sun octopus's garden but mm-hmm. i i love this song i would say it's one of it's probably my top two on this album well yeah I think it's a great song. I think it's yeah. definitely one of my favorites from the album. I think yeah. I just love, obviously, I'm a big Paul fanboy. I just love everything Paul does, and I love his vocals on the song, you know. And it's Yeah. Just, it's, a good, it's a good love song. Oh, you know, yeah. you know what, actually? I'm throwing in a, a little variable here into my uh, underrated songs. is actually Carry That Weight. Carry That Weight is a very powerful song. Yeah. Especially, especially to end the album on. That is... A really, really good song. That's like third right. and after, yeah, and after Golden Slumbers too. Yeah. yeah, it's just like that. That's like one song in my eyes. It, it really that whole B side is like one song, except, except for Sun, Sun King. King. Except for Sun King, <laughs> never Sun King. Uh, yeah. Oh my. Okay. Yeah, it's a good song. Yeah, uh, that's definitely. Yeah, I think like you said, it's one of the less known songs on the album. Like considering like. Like how many people know something? How many people know "Come Together" and uh, "Here yeah. Comes the Sun"? And think, song, you know, those are the, probably the three most popular. It's, yeah, it's a, it's a great song that if you don't know, definitely take the time to listen to. For sure. Okay, so this next category is the best song to make out or do other adult activities to, or to smush. Just the best song to smush to. So, uh, Preston, take it away. Oh, finally, it this one gets the uh, attention that it deserves. Is mm. I want you. She's so heavy. Great song. It just the the title speaks for itself. I mean, not that she's so <laughs> not that she's so heavy part. That kind of turned the ladies off. But I want you. It's just that I had to pick it. Well, I wonder when he says "I want you," does he say "I want you" talking to a lady, and then say "She's so heavy" in reference to someone else? You know, like, I don't, he's like, I want you because she's heavy. Is that what he's saying? Maybe. I, so. I, I, I think it's hard to say because there are like seven words in the entire song. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's true. It's true. 
Yeah. What'd you What'd you boys say? What What, what would you smush to? I said, "Oh, darling, oh, darling." I think that's I think that's a good song for for smushing for for making out. Of course, of course. I I had the same answer. Uh, when when I saw this question, a certain story about high school Wyatt came to mind, and I just had to throw down, "Oh, darling." Oh, the antics of high school Wyatt. That's right. Hey, hey, hey. My mom's gonna <laughs> listen to this. Just kidding. <laughs> no, nothing, nothing bad. Okay, just, just a funny story. That's all. Okay. Yeah, well, I the reason I th- I thought about "I Want You," she's so heavy for being the best song to smush too as well, but I feel like "Oh Darling" was better because that's like that's like a sweeter song, you know. That's like a more of like a. Depends a more, on who you're making out with. Yeah, I guess that depends <laughs> on who you're making out with. That's, uh, you know, imagine if it was someone that like you genuinely like very care about, like "Oh Darling." is like a good like yeah. i love you song but like i want you she's right. so heavy you know that's a it's more of a physical relationship right right that's a lusty that's a lusty song yeah it's very lusty <laughs> here here's an interesting thing about that song i really like that one uh apparently or sorry oh darling that's what i'm talking about mm-hmm. apparently john john wanted to sing it he felt like it was more in his vocal range and talent to sing that song what do you guys think about that no i you know i know so for the listeners andrew is a very hardcore john lennon fan and me why i'm a very paul to the bone love paul fan and i think this is true i think this is a paul song like i think i when paul you know john yeah. has a good when his voice gets raspy like on like twist and shout for example he, he does have like mm-hmm. a good voice like for sometimes for that but like when paul's like kind of like reaching the max of his voice and it gets kind of like scratchy too like it does on this song and is woos, like the you know like woos, yep. i think those fit really well with this song and i think it is a paul song what do you think though yeah I, I, that was definitely a trap question because I think this is a Paul song. As well. Oh, we we love screaming Paul. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like if if someday they decide to release some version of John singing this song, of course I'm gonna listen to it and I will probably like it. But as far as like what my imagination tells me, it's definitely a Paul song. Yeah. Well, I wonder. You know, in the very early Beatles. You know, the songs were all, you know, most of the songs were Lennon McCartney because they were writing them together. Then as the years went on, they wrote less together and more by themselves. So I wonder if this is one that they sang together because, I mean, that they wrote together because if John wanted to sing it, you know, he must have felt some entitlement or some ownership of it. We'll never know. Maybe, I don't know, maybe we'll just have to look into it more. Okay. And so anything else we want to say about the best songs to switch to? Nah, I think that covers it. Okay. It covers it on the smushing. Okay, no more. Okay, no more smushing. So this is a question that I personally struggled with and still feel divided about: is which side is better, the A side or the B side? What do you guys think, Preston? Oh, personally, actually, I'm with you there. I was leaning towards the B side. But ultimately, I had to choose the A side. And but why I was leaning towards the B side was when I was listening to this album today, um, I threw it on. I threw it on my record player, and, and I was just sitting there listening to it as I was just kind of like, just hanging out downstairs. And when you're listening through this album like the whole way through, it's it flows really, really well and just sequences into one after another song. 
And the B-side just typifies that. Because mm-hmm. when you're listening to these songs, every single one of them just sequence and flow right into the next one. And in this article that I was reading online about Abbey Road, uh, I got this pulled up right here. I'm going to read you guys a quote um, from this article. It's not an album to cherry pick tracks on random play. This is one to put on to luxuriate and come together and to finish with a smile on your face as Paul sings about Her Majesty being a pretty nice girl on the clothes and hitting track. Mm-hmm. But and like and that one was like it seriously just nails it spot on. And it's it was so hard for me to end up picking which ones the B side or the A side or the A side or the B side on which one I actually preferred better. When you're listening to it as a whole, I honestly have to say the B side, but it's just very rare you actually listen to an album like that nowadays, except for when you're listening to it on mm-hmm. vinyl, which is the really cool mm-hmm. thing. But I I in the end I picked the A side just because the songs are they're just way too they're just so much more classic on the A side in my opinion. Yeah, what kind of more of the chart toppers, like the singles. Yeah, I think like the yeah, they are Definitely. for sure. Like I think the B side and the A side, you know, it they kind of like feel like different albums in a way. Now listen to me here. Because totally like if you do. listen to the A side, it ends with "I Want You." She's so heavy, and it kind of has this like this really long outro, and then it stops like all of a sudden, and then you flip it over, and it's "Here Comes the Sun." Do 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 do. It's like this like the exact opposite <laughs> of what you were just yeah. listening to. So I think if you're going to listen to it for flow, B-side is better. But if you're making like a playlist, the song from A-side would be better. For sure. For sure. It totally depends on how you're listening to it. Like if you if you have this album on on Spotify, like it's the A-side all the way. If you just got it on shuffle, but if you're listening to it on vinyl, it's it's the B-side in my opinion. What do you say, Andrew? Yep, same thing the Preston just said. It's got to be yeah, the B-side. It's like it's it's so so much packed into one one side of vinyl. Yeah, I think that just it's goes awesome. to show the brilliance of George Martin as, you know, the producer for the Beatles. He did an awesome job. For sure. Mm-hmm. That's for sure, for sure. Okay, so this question may stir up some controversy. It says, What are your neighboring records? So what <laughs> record in your collection is to the left and which one is to the right? So who wants to go first? I'll go first. So, well, this question's like always going to be very straightforward for mine because, you know, I'm sure it's the same for your guys' as well because most vinyls are organized alphabetically. So it's always going to be one either another Beatles album or just some totally random artist, which so happens to be mine. Um, (laughs) On the right, I got Bare Hands, their album, You'll Pay for This to the Right. And... Or, no, You'll Pay for This is the album by Bare Hands. And then on the left, I got the Beatles' Greatest Hits, the 67 to 70 years. So why did you put Abbey Road nice. after the Greatest Hits? A, G, Abbey Road, G, Greatest oh, Hits. Oh, so you do them by, alphabetically by artist. Yeah, yeah. I go alphabetically, like, even by oh, album. Wow, so insane. within artist by You're album. You're a crazy person. What so do you I do? do um, I do it what alphabetically do do? by artist. And then within the artist, I do it by the order that the album came out in. Anarchy. Pure anarchy. No, that is crazy. <laughs> Ooh. 
your vinyl shelf is just in pure chaos. I, I don't even understand it. <laughs> okay, so Andrew, what do you have? What do you have to the left? I, yeah, so I'm I'm the same as Wyatt, kinda. I have it alphabetically by artist, but I do it by, I guess when it was recorded, at least as uh-huh. far as I know, because. In my eyes, Abbey Road is the last Beatles album. It's true. It's the last one they recorded. True. After that, they called it quits. So that's why I have the order is Let It Be, then Abbey Road, and then self-titled ab- album Boy Genius. Awesome band. Nice. Boy Genius. Okay. Anyway. So. Yep. I'm just kidding, guys. I can honestly, I I see where you're coming from with there because, like my modern day favorite bands, I actually. Actually, there's only one band on my vinyl shelf that I have organized in in chronological order, and that's Little Comets. But that everyone else is just a by alphabetically within album as well. I, I well, I just coming. like to watch the Beatles haircuts evolve. Yeah. That's, so that's why I do it. <laughs> it's like watching <laughs> Harry exactly. Potter movies. Like, is it short right. or short? It's true. Well, so, my album <laughs> to the left is Yellow Submarine. And then my album to the right, you know, obviously by the Beatles, is Let It Be by the Beatles. Because even though um, Let It Be was recorded technically before Abbey Road, it was released afterward. So I have it at the end of my Beatles. And then, you know, after Let It Be, I have the greatest hits, you know, and the, the Beatles rock and roll, these kind of the collection albums. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Even though, you know, I know Abbey Road was like sentimentally was the last album. Chronologically, it wasn't. It actually huh. was the last album. <laughs> Chat for another day. No, I. They, if, 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 they, if they did not actually <laughs> record a movie and edit whatever, how many hundred hours of film of the Beatles making Let It Be, it would have been released mm. before Abbey Road. That's true. That's a good point. Huh? That's, that's what not... I think, but it's well, no, it doesn't fair. matter anyway. <laughs> yeah, I, I think part of the reason that I have it at the end and I keep it there is just out of like OCD habit sake. Like when I was like you know a teenager and I started collecting like the Beatles records and stuff like that, you know I, I didn't know exactly when each album came out, so I just Googled it and then I organized it that way, and then it's just been that way for so long that like you know with the when I a few years ago when I learned that Abbey Road was recorded after, it was already like too far too gone. It's like, well, I've been doing it this way for so long. No going back. Right. Okay, Makes so sense. should we move on to references and pop culture? Okay, so I'll Let's I'll start off. So the reference that that comes to my mind when I think of Abbey Road is an SNL skit where Chris Farley interviews like Paul McCartney. You know and it's an SNL skit. So like, you know, Chris Farley in the skit, he is intentionally, well, his character is a terrible interviewer. And Paul McCartney is super nice. And he's, he's trying his best mm-hmm. to help, you know, Chris Farley have a good interview. And, you know, he's like starstruck and he's just has the most terrible questions. But then in the end, he has like a really deep question <laughs> that like, that, that I thought was really funny. He's like, well, in, in Abbey Road at the end, when you say, that the love you make is equal to the love you take. He says, is, is that true? And I thought that was like, actually like a really like profound, like question for like a really like deep lyric. And uh, so that's my, my reference to pop culture is Chris Farley SNL interviewing Paul McCartney. That's a good one. That's you haven't seen one. it. Look it one. up. 
What about you, Presto? So this one was hard for me, really. I like it's not really like the references in pop culture. That was I took this question more as like today, how is this album, you know, mm-hmm. as most well known by? And here comes the sun and come together for sure came to mind, um, just because those are probably the most well known tracks on the album. But overall, it's got to yeah. be the album cover. That cover mm-hmm. is going to stand the test of time for as long as we will know as being the most like iconic yeah. piece of album. It's on the t-shirt. That's what everybody instantly thinks of, you know, think of when they, you know, think of the Beatles albums and it's how many, you know, tourists go to over to Europe and to London or into England and, you know, take their own picture walking right. across Abbey Road. <laughs> True. Right. Oh. That's the biggest reference to, to modern day culture in my opinion. No, I agree. Just that people like, you know, replicating or mimicking, you know, that album cover is huge. Like like One Direction yeah. did it and they're like I threw up a little bit in my mouth. <laughs> right. What so. about you, Andrew? Uh, I had the same answer as Preston, just the album cover. Like as sad as it is, mm-hmm. the the music is super awesome. I think the most lasting impact at least as far as pop culture goes, is the album cover. You know, it's in every every vinyl collector's collection. You know, if somebody's just going to display some album covers on their wall, they're going to get this one. Like Preston said, it's on the shirts, the posters, yeah. the computer stickers, everywhere. Right, all the all the trendy girls have it right. on their t-shirts from Target. Exactly. exactly. Okay. So yeah, the album cover is iconic, that's for sure. So the next category is a movie moment. So if this, you know, if a song from this album were in a soundtrack, you know, if it were in a movie, you know, what would be happening or something along those lines? So what would you say, Press? Uh, at first, instantly, I thought, you know, here comes the sun, just because, you know, that's the most kind of upbeat, poppy, uh-huh. you know, song, and you you instantly think of, you know chick flicks or the you know romantic comedies is an ultimate like rom-com song but in the end no i was like that's too that's way too obvious i chose because um i could easily see this being used in like a very dark movie where they're all you know doped up on lord knows what and <laughs> I, especially the especially the intro to this song so i that's where i went with this okay. question Oh, what do you guys think? Yeah, I guess I'm pretty basic because my answer was "Here Comes the Sun." Basic. It's like it's like the uh, you know the protagonist is sad and everything is going to be better. <laughs> song. It's it's so true though. Why that? What do you say? So so I my put <laughs> is my movie song cool. uh, come together, and I guess the scene that I could see this like happening in would be like a like a bank robbery or like a like a getaway scene where it's like things in the movie are like happening like really fast but like the song kind of like slows it down i don't know if that makes sense it makes sense in my mind but i could kind of see this as like a getaway song or like a you know up to no good thieving song yeah that could, i agree with that for sure yeah probably yeah, has been probably used in a movie like that okay <laughs> seriously all right, fellas. Any other thoughts and impressions that you got on this, on this album? Um, no, just like to reiterate what we said earlier. I think this is an album that definitely is better on on vinyl. Listening to it from front to back, 
so that it flows the way that it's supposed to. That's one of the main reasons I love records is that you get to listen to it the way the artist intended you to rather than like on a playlist or something like that where you just get a chair to pick what you want. And I think that is for know, sure. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorite Beatles. We'll talk about being one of my favorites later. But yeah, so that's just that's a sad thought. For sure. For sure. It tells the story and listening to it on vinyl just like it for sure that's the only way so I'm to curious actually about this hear the next story. question so our next one is a scale mm-hmm. of one to ten of personal preference and two of us put ten and one of us put seven fellas fellas i was questioning on whether or not Ooh. i wanted to go a six or a seven what? personally I, I i went a six i went Why? for a seven i went for a seven you you beatles diehards are going are going to thrash me but i mean <laughs> I, I love the beatles don't get me wrong they're iconic in every you know every way shape or form but it's just i i don't know it it wasn't one of my favorite albums it wasn't like it's good don't get me wrong that's why it's a seven so i went for seven not a six but i you guys tell me well, why you ranked I just it think so high the timelessness of the album you know i think that you know there like we said there's so many songs on there that are like classics that have had that have lasted for you know for decades now like how many people like you know what we're right but sorry i gotta interject i'm gonna interject real fast remember the question was personal preference my (laughs) answer my answer to musical impact was a solid 10 because 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 of those reasons for sure like it's, if it's solely based on personal it's preference, like, for sure. like that's why yeah. it was low for me. So I guess the only answer you, you need is yeah. because yeah, I like it. You know, I just think I think every song on the album is is good. You know, but you know, people are <laughs> my favorite band. So okay, exactly, exactly. So uh, what what personal preference? What what Beatles albums do you put ahead of Abbey Road, Preston? Oh, oh man, come swing back to me on that question. I gotta okay. look at the Beatles album. All right, Andrew, you right gave now, it a ten, but... right, on personal preference. Do you just like it? Yep. Yeah, no, it's it's just banger after banger for me. Ba- banger after banger. All the songs, all the songs are awesome. Like, I think <laughs> most of them are very good in isolation, and they're all awesome together. With that. Which is good in isolation. It just makes it a ten out of ten for me. Like even even. Even a song like Mean Mr. Mustard or Polythene Pam, yeah. like if that comes on my shuffle, I'm I'm jamming every time, Yeah. even though it's only that. like a minute or a minute and a half. Okay, so scale of 1 to 10, musical impact. I kind of got into this a little bit earlier. I Once again, I gave it a 10. I just think a lot of these songs are extremely just iconic and have stood the test of time. And, uh, you know, they're songs that if you know the Beatles, like if the songs from this album, or a few of them at least, are the songs you know. Mm-hmm. What'd you give it, Andrew? Yeah. I gave it a 9 out of 10. I feel like, um, obviously, the Beatles were at the peak of their powers for, mm-hmm. like, eight years, seven years straight. So I, I feel like, at this point, they had made a lot of the impact that they were going to make. I think uh, the fact that there was a huge stretch of songs at the end that were all meshed together was something that was pretty unique. And I mean, I I don't know enough to say that it was unique and groundbreaking or anything like that, but it's definitely the the earliest that I could think of something like that happening where just a bunch of small songs were smushed together. 
I think that's that's kind of had an impact mm -hmm. on music that I've heard that's more recent. But like I said, it's just banger after banger. It's really impressive that, you know, for eight or nine years, the Beatles just put together albums. Now, that's that a fair point about, it. you know, and the Beatles at no the height of their power. Years. And this is kind of being at the end of their career as the Beatles. Because, you know, it's like they also have super influential albums like um, Rubber Soul and Sgt. Pepper's, which are considered, you know, by a lot of people, some of the most influential albums of all time. Maybe in comparison to other stuff they've done, it does have less of a musical impact, mm -hmm. you know, in comparison to Rubber Soul and Sgt. Pepper's. Yeah, yeah right. that's the that ones knows, that I kind of looked that's at. That's a good it point. Through. All right. Preston, did you find an album that you like better than Abbey Road? Oh, yeah. I found actually like a bunch. Um, <laughs> Help mm -hmm. is my favorite Beatles album of all time, but. I do like Help better, and then you actually just mentioned the other two, Sgt. Pepper's and Rubber Soul. Um, those three it's in funny, particular I definitely I like better than Abbey Road. I have a strange relationship with Sgt. Pepper's mm -hmm. because it's like by a lot of people regarded like the greatest album of all time, and it's actually one of probably my least favorite Beatles album. Right, yeah. right. And, the, you know, cool. it's all about that personal preference. All right, should we wrap it up? I yeah, think so we shall. No, this is fun. I like, do, like, I like editing. This. <laughs> yeah exactly okay, well everyone thank I'll, you I'll throw in a, yeah, no problems with this i'll oh, throw no. i'll throw in it real fast no, I think so you I'm have just to gonna you know, edit that out it's gonna be good <laughs> just throw the e on there it's good. good let's just commit to it right all now. right well everyone thank you for listening to on the record podcast with andrew william preston chitty and wyatt merrill as we reviewed the iconic beatles album abbey road anything else you guys want to throw in there before we before we go see ya love you boys <laughs>